how we think about our Abba Father, how, how, we, how we view God. I bet so many people that say, you know, I'm not close to my Father, I don't feel anything for my Father, and it carries over to how I feel about God. God is so far away. <coughs> what I want to do today, I'm going to go through a couple more pictures. I have my own kids here. There you go. That's my uh, monsters right there. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Becky with the purple hair. And can you tell how much she loves me? <laughs> she, she's up there. Uh, she didn't want to be hugged, but I'm a hugger. So uh, when you have a little, little girl that's going to be hugged, you're going to be act like that. Also, it's a public in a big restaurant. But uh, we're going to be in Luke 15. If you have a Bible, you can open it up. Chapter Luke 15. And we're going to talk about the... Um, the prodigal son. Now, how many have heard the story of the prodigal son? Mm -hmm. A lot of you guys have heard that story. The problem is, the story really isn't about the son. The story, if you really read the whole chapter carefully, it's very important. If you're reading scripture, get the whole context. Go to the beginning of the passage. It starts here in verse 1. The story of the prodigal son, as we call it, doesn't start until later on, a number of verses later. So what's going on here is Jesus told a story, but the reason he told the story was to express what our Father was all about, to express the heart of God, to express exactly what God is thinking about us, about us as sinners, about religious people. And it sets up here, so what happened here in verse 1 here is that the, uh, there are these tax collector dudes, and these other sinners. Imagine all the worst people you can imagine. The tax collector, tax collectors were those guys that uh, they spent uh, their lives cheating out the people. They worked for the Romans and they did a lot of ass, uh, horrible things. And then you had all these other sinners. You have whores, you could have cheaters, you could have murderers in there. And it's interesting that they gathered around to listen to Jesus. It's amazing, and here's, the, here's where it all takes place. So Jesus basically was hanging out with these dudes, and the religious people come and say, huh, get a load of that. Look at them, they're hanging out with Jesus, and Jesus is actually eating with these guys. He's actually spending time with them, and they made a judgment in their hearts. And I thank God that Jesus came into this world to save sinners. I thank God that at any point in our lives, uh, we're, we're all worthy of God. And we should have the attitude in our hearts of other people. We see those people, and you can define those people by what you want. Uh, you can define those people as put go to life. Jesus came for those people, and Jesus wanted to reach those people. And these religious folk, these religious folk, uh, they had a problem with that. And I've been to churches where the old, the old church I used to go to had a problem with people that didn't look a certain way. They had a problem with people who uh, didn't act a certain way. And they wouldn't say it out loud, but that was the attitude that they had. It was like, oh, we're a little better than that. We're, 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 we're not like that. We don't do those things. And when Jesus tried to do this story, yeah, he actually ends up sharing three stories. The first story is about a hundred sheep. And this is the heart of God. A hundred sheep and one sheep ah, goes away. And Jesus said, wouldn't 
wouldn't you leave? If you're a real shepherd, if you're a real father, wouldn't you leave those 99 sheep and go after that one sheep until you found it? And when you found it, wouldn't you bring it in your arms and hug it? He's setting up the story of the prodigal son. Then he shares a story about a lost coin. The idea of lostness. The idea of something lost a coin. And when they found it, they rejoiced it. The heart of God is so amazingly beautiful. And I had a problem with my relationship with Abba Father. Because I grew up in a tradition, even though I had an amazing daddy, uh, who I love with all my heart, uh, I had grew up in a religious tradition that taught me that God the Father uh, is pissed off at me. Just needs to talk plainly. That uh, if I do something wrong, if I do something wrong in a certain way, that somehow I'm going to be out of his grace. That somehow I'm going to have to earn my way back into his presence. That it's just not going to be good enough. Some of us have parents today, it's not good enough for them. You can do everything. You can do somersaults. You can like do, I mean, become a, a, an amazing success in life. And they're still going to say, but how about that? So maybe you're struggling in that area. Or maybe you could, this, this, this all fits to all of us. Maybe you're, you're a parent and you want to be a good parent. We're going to talk about the, the four things we see here in this scripture that we're about to read that are, are signs of what, what's in Abba Father's heart. And if they're in Abba Father's heart, guess what? He wants those in our hearts as well. Some of us are kids uh, that we're not parents, but we, we, we have parents. And isn't it amazing? It's so true that the older you get, the older you get, the, the, the more you become a kid. I know this is my own parent. It's like, now you're, you're, you've reversed places. It's kind of crazy. So I have a 91-year-old mother, and my sister really takes care of her. And my sister's really the parent of the 91-year-old. And I hope my kids, when I grow older, will treat me in a way that I always tell them, no nursing home, no nursing home. I know that's right. <laughs> and what comes around goes around. So what I want us to do is, I really feel this is an effective message in the sense of Jesus' message. And so some of us come to distortion of Abba Father. Some of us have been affected by our own fathers in, in ways that are detrimental to our walk with God. The good news is we can break the chains of the past here today in our relationship with Jesus Christ. We can break the chains of what we went through, whether it was an abusive situation, emotional manipulative situation, whatever it is. And many of us, though, as I read this, many of us, like myself, was afraid to come to Abba Father. Abba means daddy, in the scripture, the, the, the name for father is Abba, which is a very intimate way of saying daddy, daddy. Isn't that beautiful? I love seeing uh, my, my dear uh, friend, Chris Jennings, is here today. Uh, he was our, uh, I know I'm embarrassing, come on. He was our original, uh, uh, we went through a lot of good times and some, and some frustrating times. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we had like a father-son relationship in a lot of ways, and we both grew through that. But when I see him, he's going to play later on during the communion. Thanks, Chris. But when I see him with his little daughter, it just is precious. I, I, I stalk them on Facebook, and it's, it's precious to see that, that thing. 
And we're going to see here, why does Jesus want to sit with these dudes? I mean, there's nothing good about them. They're crooks. They're whores. Why? Why is everyone do that? And in a sense, those religious people, <laughs> they might take it, they're like, <laughs> look at this riffraff he's hanging out. What's, what's the deal? You can almost understand it, can't you? You can almost understand why would he do that? The reason he would do that is the heart of Abba Father. He seeks intimate relationship with his, his kids, meaning his creation. He seeks this relationship with us in, in a very deep way, an intimate way. And I, wanna, I might want to add here today, anybody can be a father. It doesn't tell you anything. I mean, hopefully, I mean, if everything works, you could be a father. But to be a parent is a totally different thing. To be a parent means you're going to be seeking relationship with your child. To be a parent means you're going to be there with your child. You're going to walk with them through the storms of life. You're going to be there and not cheese out at them at their most needy moment. So you can be a father, but being a parent is a separate issue. I used to, I'm a little hot on this issue. You see how hot I'm getting? The reason I'm hot on it, I worked, as you know, 26 years in family court. <laughs> and, and, and I saw fathers, I saw fathers who they wanted to have the kids because it made them, I don't know, these guys feel cool when they can father kids. But they weren't there for their kids, and their little kids would sit and wait for them to come in to, to visit. They never show up and so forth like that. And that's not the heart of all the father. So if you're coming from a background where you've been rejected, where sometimes even deep inside you may even shed tears on your bed when you're alone and you're, you're 50 years old, you need to know that while your earthly father is like that, your heavenly daddy loves you so much and his arms are so close to you his, his heart is for you and he desires relationship with you yes even if you right now are living in sin don't get me wrong don't, don't misunderstand what i'm saying but yes even right now if you are far from him right now if you're in a practicing homosexual relationship right now if you're shacking up and doing the wild thing with someone you shouldn't. Right. He loves you. He desires a different relationship with you. That is why he was with these people. He was with the, the lowest of the low to tell us, to show us what the heart of the Father really is. This whole passage is about the heart of the Father. Yeah, we have prodigal sons, but there are two sons in the story. We're going to see. And, and so, and so it begins. Boy, that, you're good back there. Whoever's doing those slides, he's good. Right on, right on cue. So Jesus says, after this, he says to them, said, guys, listen. Now, who's listening to this story? We have the Pharisees, the scribes, the religious people, the people who look down on the, the sinners, and then we have the sinners. He's telling the story to them. There's three stories, as I said. And now he goes on, guys, look, there is this father, this, this dad, and, and he had these two sons. Like, I have two sons, too. And, and the story continues. Uh, you read scriptures with us together. This is Luke 15, 11. And, and, and he says, listen, the younger one could have been, you know, obviously he was of adult age, uh, said, Father, give me my share of the estate. Uh, so he divided up his property between them. Now, let me just say one thing about this. Number one, 
Um, in Jewish law, back in Deuteronomy and Torah, in Jewish tradition, even back then, the older son would always get the portion than the younger son. That didn't seem fair, right? You can understand why, if you know the scriptures, why, why Jacob tried to deceive and get the, the blessing. <laughs> he tried to deceive uh, his father into giving him the blessing because, hey, I'm going to get a double portion. If I'm the firstborn, I get a double portion. Now, nowadays, you know, I have a mother and she's getting old in her life. She's 91. We have a house in Scott Plains and the house is valued at a pretty good piece, you know, change there. And we have three kids. I, I already took my, I'm a youngest anyway, but I already took myself out of the proposition. I said, hey, Patty, my, my sister, you've taken care of mom. Just, you should have these things. But here's the problem here with this kid is what, in essence, he's actually saying to his dad, first off, you wouldn't get to the state until after the parent is dead, right? He's saying, I want it now. I want it now. In essence, of course, most scholars say this, what he's actually saying is, I wish you were dead. I wish you were dead so I could get out of my life and collect my money. You read this all the time in the, in the, in the newspapers where people, I don't know how they can do it, but they actually kill their parents in order to get a meager insurance policy. Right? You, you, you hear about those things all the time. In other words, they couldn't wait until they were dead. They kill them first and try to get away with it. He's saying, in essence, it's a total rejection of his father. It's a total rejection of his Abba dad who loves him, who desires his relationship with him, who is there with him through thick and thin, who provided for him throughout his whole life. And he didn't have, remember, the father did not have to give up this inheritance. He didn't have to do that. It was out of the mercy of his heart, the goodness of his heart, that he did this thing. And that's our second heart of, heart of Abba Father, is that he is a provider for his kids. He provides for his kids. This is, this is you know, an amazing thing. I know in the scripture, my one brother, Michael, uh, who's with us today, he loves to use the term Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord shall provide. And the heart of, of Abba Father is to provide. He provided for his kids uh, in the state. I want to say this. The scripture is clear. If you're a father and you can't work and provide for your kids, the Bible says you're worse than an unbeliever. You are worse than an unbeliever. If you can't get out and get a job, you're worse than an unbeliever. Now, you may not be able to find a job, so get a lawnmower and cut the grass. Get something for, because a parent provides for his children. A parent will be there for his kids. A parent will, will not make excuses, but a parent will somehow, some way, find a way to provide for his kids. That's why the scripture is very hard on that. It says, hey, you can't take care of your own kids. Man, that's worse than me and Those are hard words, aren't they? But it's coming from a heart of love. And it's coming from what, because God is the great provider. He's, he's given everything to God for us. In fact, the scripture says he's provided his own sacrifice. He provided the, the sacrifice that, that gives us forgiveness and eternal life. So amazingly wonderful. 
And so, if you go back to those scriptures, the son comes to his daddy and says, the father, I'm out of here. I'm gone. I want my stuff now. Even before you're dead. In fact, I wish you're dead. He had no desire, no plan on coming back home. I haven't had an experience like this, but I only agree to my own life experience is when my son Jesse, uh, we saw a picture, not now that I'll show it now, but I had a picture of him and um, he came to me one day, we just graduated high school, and I'm a parent who like, I always want my kids home with me. I, I want them, meaning I want relationship with them. I want them to know I love them, and I want them to know, I want them to feel the love too, okay? Why not? Parents, we should get a little bit back in return, right? We slave all these years, we should get some kind of love back, right? Here's some, some feels here and there. Because we're pouring out our hearts. We're, we're, we're seeking relationship with them, we're there for them. And uh, like my dad, you know, my, 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 my doctor, when I was like 19, I had Crohn's disease, and my doctor, after my dad died, he said, boy, your father was amazing. He was always there for you. He came to all the doctors. He didn't even come when they were doing the proctology exams. I said, Dad, it's getting a little too personal here. <laughs> but he would come for that even. Your father was always there for you. He was there in thick and thin. You should be really proud of that, David. And, and I was, and I am. But, um, you know, the son here, uh, is in a situation where he's on his way, he's leaving, and about 10 years ago, my son Jesse came to me and says, Dad, I'm out of here. He says, I'm on the road. I'm going to be famous. He wanted to be you know, a, a, a rock star. And, and I supported his vision. There he is there uh, performing for the air I breathe. They were a signed band and everything. And it doesn't show, you can't see it, but can't, even, I even like, he did some crazy things. There he is on Silent Library. You know what that is? He's eating dog food. He had to eat dog food in order to earn money on Silent Library. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he would go to crazy things. He would do crazy things. This is what he was away from us. He would do crazy things in order to fulfill his vision. And, uh, but it pained me the day he left. Then he left, I shed tears, because I knew my boy, although I supported his music vision, his life course was off course. I knew that his life course was going in a direction that was going to cause pain, was going in a direction that wasn't going to bring him true peace and true love and true purpose. In other words, he left the farm and went to a faraway country like the scripture said. You know, some of you have left the farm, you can go to a faraway country and still be on the farm, mm. right? Yeah. You, can, you, know, you hear me what I'm saying? That other son that we're gonna talk about, you know, his heart wasn't right. He didn't understand, he had a misconception of who Abba Father was. He had a misconception of what grace is all about. God's grace is endless. God's grace most of us in the world cannot understand God's grace. Why would Jesus want to sit with these people? Why would Jesus die for these people? Why would this father allow his son to go off with his hard-earned money that he spent his whole lifetime preparing? He did all the diapers, he 
raised the kid, he, he took care of him, and then, boom, I wish you'd get him out of here. I'm on a part time. But when Jesse told me that, I said, you know, Jesse, I love you, son, and I, I want the best for you, and I support your vision. Go. Go. And he took off. And he said, we, uh, are you ever going to laugh? He said, well, we got it during the holidays, baby. Thanksgiving, Christmas. And it just broke my heart. I want you to enter the feeling of the father here, okay? The understanding that when he left, the father's heart was broken. When he left, even though the father, he didn't stop him. He gave him his, his estate, even though by law he shouldn't have. He didn't have to. He gave it to his hair son. I know you want me dead, but here. I know you don't want to be part of my life, but here. You see how God provides for that. And, and then it says in, in the scripture um, that this guy, he went, he went off into this far country and everything goes from bad to worse. He ends up squandering his father's whole estate. He had good living. Hey, it's good for a while. Sin is really fun for a while. He had a lot of friends for a while. Isn't it funny how people want to hang out with you if you're successful? It seems. Hey, let's party up. Come on, let's drug up. Let's do some whatever out there. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, baby. Until the money runs out. Until we started getting hungry. Until we looked around and said, man, now what am I going to do for my next meal? Um, I talked to my son about this already, so I'm not uh, giving out any secrets. But uh, So the band, they were into something called uh, the five-finger discount. Hmm. I go, how do you eat in the road? You don't have any money? How do you eat five-finger discount, Dad? One, two, three, four, five. So in other words, shopping. They would go from restaurant to restaurant, stealing. They would go and order a nice meal in Applebee's. They had a whole, pretty ingenious, actually. That whole system set up. <laughs> where they would go in and order, and then one by one, they would leave until there was just one person left, they'd go to the bathroom and shh, split out. And, uh, and then um, it got to the point where uh, it became a real bad scene. Here in the story, we see it got so bad that this guy who was once on this farm with this wealthy father, he ends up work, hiring himself out basically as a slave. To, to be among pigs, which in Jewish law, you know, it's they're unclean animals. He had nowhere to go. He got so low that he ended up in a, in a pig pen. And no one, it says, would give him anything. That's the world for you, okay? That's the world for you without, without God. That's the world for you without Abba Father, being in Abba Father's uh, you know, presence. And notice that Abba Father didn't go into the pig pen with his son. He can't love you in the pig pen, but he can love you once you get out of it. In other words, he's waiting for you to come back, but he can't, he won't go with you in these situations. In other words, like that one thing, that once the, the third thing about the heart of God is he allows us, he gives us the freedom to fail. That's a very important thing to understand. God allows free moral agency. He allows us, even in His sovereignty, all in His sovereignty, He allows us the freedom to fail. That's the hardest thing as a parent. 
to, in my opinion, is to, you know, you know, you know that she shouldn't be dating him. And if she is dating him, he better have a job. And if she is dating him, he better be able to provide, and he better be nice to her, or he's not going to last too long. But you give freedom to make the decisions. And this is important, as a parent, this is a very important thing, but you're Abedani, and I hear this all the time, why did God stop you from doing this? <laughs> he didn't stop you from doing it because he gave you freedom to feel. He wants you to know where, he knows what you're going to do with it. He knew, the father knew this kid was going to squander this. He knew that, but in his love, in his mercy, he allowed him, he allowed him the, the freedom to make important decisions in order in order to give him the life lesson. And it got to the point where um, it got to the point where this guy, one day, he came to his senses. And he says in the next verse, he says, man, dang, he says, in my father's house, even my father's servants are better than this. Here I am. I can't even eat. I'm with the pigs. I'm, I'm dirty. I'm unclean. And all this is out. I'm starving to death. Coming to our senses is very important. It's a very important step in, in healing, a very important step in, in, in our relationship with God. I remember the day I came to my senses and realized, man, I'm actually a sinner. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I actually need a savior. I actually need forgiveness. I'll never forget where I was. It, 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 it dawned on me in front of a cook shed with a beer in my hand and pistachios. The red pistachios that would like stain your fingers. Remember those? And I remember we were talking about God. I, I remember all of a sudden I used his name in vain, Jesus Christ, but in a bad thing. And I thought to myself, why am I doing that? And I thought to myself, boy, I, I'm, I'm so far away. I'm so far away from home. God's heart, you see, is for us to come home. It's for you to come home. And what the whole point of this story in Abba's message, the heart of God, the heart of Abba Father, is you're never too far from home to come 